0: I was in a completely separate part of the house, all I could do was hear. And listening to her passion for an hour, it was driving me crazy.
1: Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy.
2: However, everyone approaches this a little different, and at its core, our show is about hearing and learning from the different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it's important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not
1: necessarily reflect those of our own. It's also important to remember that we aren't doctors or therapists and that we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on this show. One final thing that we need
2: to let you know about is that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. So, if that kind of thing offends you, we suggest you just keep listening until it no longer does. However, if you're under the age of 18, you should probably stop listening or gather up your parents and listen as a family. Enjoy!
1: Welcome to episode 44! We're Finn Emma.
2: We are Finn Emma. Real quick, we got... Some quick announcements. The quickest of the quick. Okay. <laughs> First of all, this week's episode is
1: front porch swingers. Who are they? A really awesome couple. And they po-
2: podcast. Yeah,
1: they started a podcast about three months ago or so, and we actually have an interview coming up on their show too.
2: Yep. So spoiler s- alert, that will be out within a few weeks. Uh, Some quick notes on them. They are going to the AVN convention in Las Vegas. That's, I believe, like the porn and sex toy convention. I believe, yes. Uh, And they're having a meet and greet on Friday, January 25th. So we wanted to get this out in time. So if you are a listener who's going there or lives near there and wanted to meet them in person, you could do that. All right. Of the full details are on our website, our new website. Hey, yes, our new, new website, website.
1: normalizingnonmonogamy dot
2: Well, same web address, oh, same. new design. Yes. If you know what I'm saying. Anyway,
1: it's normalizing dot or if you're spelling challenged like us, you can go nnm podcast dot com.
2: Yeah, maybe say that faster.
1: Nnm podcast dot com.
2: Right. Yeah, all the good details are in the show notes over there. Um, before we go into the interview, which we will again, momentarily, um, we wanted to remind you that as always, you can save $10 at uh, stdcheck.com again, head over to the show notes, find the links. It'll take you there. You can set up your super easy, super fast and super pain free other than the little blood, uh, giving, (laughs) Uh, STD testing. It's our favorite way to do it and it will be yours too I reckon. Yes. That helps support the show and we appreciate it if you do.
1: And the other one we wanted to mention is Casty. It's an online dating service. We are on there. Lots of other sexy people are on there. If you want a free six month trial use the link on our webpage as well. You can also find us on Twitter and Cassidy under the screen name NNM Podcast.
2: That's all for now. Yeah. Let's go to the interview with Brian and Brenna of Front Porch Swingers.
1: Woohoo! Let's go. So, thank you, front, front Porch Swingers. We're really excited to talk to you tonight. And we wanted to start, I guess, by having both of you describe a little bit about who you are and... Uh, maybe one or two things you like doing just in life outside of uh, any non-monogamy, and then we'll kind of dive into that side of it as well.
2: Oh, you just assumed they're non-monogamous.
1: That's true, but their name of their podcast is French Porch Swingers, so <laughs> yeah, <I might> just <laughs> you are really- correct.
3: You are non-monogamous. <laughs> we are. We
0: are non-monogamous. Absolutely, <laughs> consensually non-monogamous. Hundred mm-hmm.
3: percent. Yeah. So about us. Yeah. Uh, you go first. Okay. Uh, about us,
0: about about you, about me.
3: (laughs) Okay. So we are a, a pretty, um, abnormal couple in a lot of ways. Um, we talk about this quite a bit, but we do have a 20 year age gap, which alone when people don't know that we're swingers is kind of maybe a little bit jarring, especially considering that we live in a, in a pretty conservative place. So Our age gap is uh, something that people notice kind of right away about us. Very quickly. We also do practice non-monogamy. We obviously swing. Um, We are a full swap and soft swap couple. And um, we also participate in BDSM to some extent. Yeah. Uh, So basically, we're just kind of, you know, all around (laughs) kinksters. Which also
0: kind of separates us from a lot of of folks uh, in both the BDSM world and the swinger lifestyle. Uh, you'd be surprised at how they, or at least I'm surprised at how they don't really cross over very much, particularly in the BDSM world. They, we kind, of, we actually stopped participating in, in a group that we often would participate in in terms of meeting up, to, you know, meetups and that kind of thing, because we kind of were being slighted because we were swingers, and the BDSM world looks down on that to some degree. Huh. Uh, which is sounds odd, but, uh, but it is accurate. It's accurate.
3: Yeah. yeah. So we're just kind of a weird couple, but we like yeah. it that way. We also are not a married couple. Uh, we have several failed marriages between us and at this point in our lives have decided that we are not going down that road again and we're both 100% okay with that, but we wear rings and we're very dedicated to each other. and we are each other's life partners. So based we,
0: on our experience and my experience, of course, I've got more of it. We are I, we are as committed a couple, as loving a couple, as trusting a couple, as open a couple, as any married couple I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Um, so that piece of it just doesn't really factor in for us.
2: And and how long have you guys been together? I don't know. Maybe I missed that.
0: Oddly enough, next month, uh, December 27th, will be a year. Wow.
3: Yeah. It's Fairly new, although yeah. we have not spent a day apart since we met each other.
0: With the exception of traveling for work a couple of times in that year, we have literally not spent a day apart.
2: Wow.
3: Wow. Yeah.
0: Impressive.
2: And congratulations on the one year yeah. anniversary. Thank you. Yeah, I think Thanks. we'd like to circle back to a few things, but real quick, just to clarify for anyone who doesn't know, you are Brenna and Brian. I think. My lovely partner here forgot to mention that.
1: That's true. I did not mention the names. I apologize. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> Quite all
0: right. We figured it come out eventually. Yeah. yeah.
2: And also, I wanted to say that I can kind of commiserate with you that when we walk into a room, everyone knows that Emma is, oh. is six months older than me. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much the first thing they notice about us.
1: I'm pretty sure that's not the case, but maybe yeah. maybe you I just don't. like to think that.
2: <laughs> So, so one, so one year into your relationship, and you guys are, um, at, at sort of an advanced level of relationship status by, I, in my opinion, by having an open relationship. Did you guys start off right away
0: being open? No, not exactly.
2: It,
3: it happened pretty quickly, though. I mean, the biggest thing that I can say about our relationship and how it transgressed very quickly is that are transpired very quickly in terms of the swinging is that we have the most open relationship ever in terms of our communication. Like we will talk about anything. No topic is off limits. And it's been that way pretty much since day one, which has not been the case for either of us in past relationships. It's almost like we found a kindred spirit in the other person and we just felt 100% comfortable laying it out on the table. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we were able to kind of enter into this world rather quickly. I think we were together for probably about four months when we started talking about it. And from the time that we started talking about swinging to actually swinging was like a few weeks, Maybe,
0: (laughs) maybe two weeks, something like that.
3: We are very impatient people, apparently, but it was one of those things where it was like, we talked about it and we were both so on the same page with everything and everything lined up that there was no reason to not. And it's been the best thing ever for us.
0: And really what's, what really happened as we, as we, as we went further in and and deeper uh, and and deeper into conversation, deeper into what we what we were both feeling, the more open we became with each other and the, the, the more honest and open we became it was almost like, it was like a purge. Like we just, like, I couldn't wait to tell her something else. You know, there was just, it was almost like you were trying to figure out, is there something I left out that I not tell her something? Because it was so, it was just such a relief.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it was just, it was just a, a weight lifted.
2: And, and through that time, was there anything that either one of you divulged that was like, a, that was met with any type of uh, pushback from the other person, or has it been pretty much just welcoming, open arms?
0: None. We nothing. Nothing at all. We, there was there was no pushback. In fact, it was almost like one of us would say would say something, or or admit to uh, uh to a desire or fantasy, or or um you know something we really wanted to experience, and the other one bef- before we even finished the sentence was like I'm in. So there was never a hesitation in anything.
3: Wow. And wow, to be yeah. clear this was not something either of us had had before in previous relationships. We constantly feel felt like we had to guard what it was we wanted. And as a result of that, we felt unfulfilled, which I'm sure a lot of people in relationships previous to being in this type of relationship can understand. It's finally finding that partner that you can just (laughs) say whatever you want. And you know that it's not going to be met with, you know, disgust or anger or no jealousy or
0: no judgment at all. Um, You know, it's just, and that's, for me, that's really the, the, the the greatest part of our relationship is that I know that I can tell Brenna anything that, uh, you know, this is really what I'd like to see us, you know, get involved in, or I'm really not comfortable with that. And there's just no judgment of any kind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really comforting. I would imagine to feel after being in relationships where you didn't have that.
0: A hundred percent, you know, I'm a, a multi-time divorced guy. My relationships were unfulfilling on every imaginable level. And to find Brenna at this point in my life, I mean, uh nothing short of purely just I mean, just a miracle. I mean, every all the all the stars aligned for us to meet. You know, the steps I took even to to move where we live now, right? I actually came, you know, to to this part of the country and, and where Brenna was already living. My getting here. I mean all there were so many pieces that had to be to be put in place for that to happen. Uh, I don't know that it could ever happen again. It's almost impossible.
3: How did the two of you meet?
0: Funny, funny you ask.
3: Well, uh, So we met on Craigslist. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Uh, I, uh,
0: Which is no longer in existence, unfortunately, that now defunct uh,
3: casual, encounters. casual
0: encounters on <laughs> Craigslist is no longer a thing. And, and we're really disappointed by that because we are we think we're a success story. Um, you know, <laughs> totally. Brenna was just out of a relationship. It, it, you know, she was drunk with a friend. <laughs> her and her girlfriend are sitting around. She's like, I'm just going to put an ad on our Craigslist because none of this other stuff is working for me. Which is what she did. So she drunkenly posted a Craigslist there. Yeah.
3: Well, and it was funny because it was like I was just getting out of yet another kind of vanilla, unfulfilling relationship. And I was like, I cannot do this again. This is not going to cut it for me. Mm -hmm. So... I decided to, to put this Craigslist ad out there because it's anonymous. You can say, you know, what you want. And so I put in there, you know, the BDSM pieces and that I was looking for somebody who would want to, you know, explore with me and who was open-minded sexually. Right. And, of course, I got, you know, 500 responses. <laughs> um, but Brian's was the only one that was really eloquent and thoughtful and, you know, really spoke to who he was as a person. And it just worked out perfect. She
0: responded to me. And, of course, I had been in the town where we currently reside uh, for about five five,
3: five days.
0: days. Been here five days. Wow. And I uh, thought, well, let's just see what's out there. And <laughs> hers was the first and only one I responded to. And as it turns out, uh, it worked. So uh, we've been together ever since. Virtually from the time we met, we have not spent a day apart, with the exception, as I said, of traveling for work. That's impressive.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think that's... Uh a very coincidental set of circumstances so congratulations on yep. that
1: yeah that's amazing well, thank
0: Thanks. well and, again once again the the uh, the stars had to align for us to meet even before i ever got to where we actually met uh, right. it was just a lot of just a lot of pieces and then that was like the final piece it was just you know just something you I, I certainly never expected i don't think either of us ever expected yeah and so what is,
2: what is the non-monogamous sort of structure that you guys have right now, what does that look like in a, in a practical sense on a, on a day-to-day basis or week-to-week or whatever the frequency is?
3: Right. Yeah, it is, it's evolved a lot. So we, when we started our swinging adventure, we started with single guys, actually. And that evolved into us with couples. Mm-hmm. And um, now we have even talk, talked about the potential, um, actually probably... It's going to happen of um, having separate playmates. So separate rooms, someone potentially regularly for us to be with um, and not necessarily date or go on dates with, but more, you know, just see on a regular basis and kind of develop that connection and like a friendly connection that leads to sex probably
0: (laughs) right for us the you know we we've talked about this before uh on our podcast we've talked about it with with uh you know lifestyle folks that we know for us this is uh the lifestyle for us is really an enhancement to our relationship to what we've already got you know our intimacy is and passion is far beyond anything that i've certainly ever experienced um and together we are just combustible and all this does for us is it just elevates that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just takes it to another level. It's it's very difficult to explain, and, when, and I can only imagine trying to explain to folks in the vanilla world that by my watching the woman I love have sex with someone else, I want her that much more. I'm that much more attracted to her um, on such an intense level. It's almost without words.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I have no idea what that's like.
3: So. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure I'm not.
2: not.
0: <laughs> I'm certain you don't. <laughs>
2: But yeah no i think I think that's amazing, and it's and it's awesome to see you guys so happy and mm-hmm. and enjoying it
1: um yeah, what the listeners can't see is how like excited and just the energy to have together is incredible, and that's really fun to see yeah for sure well, thank
0: so, you we you know we 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 probably wear people out with it, we go out all the time we you know we, we live in a very cool place, so we we're out a lot. And even when we go out, sometimes we're like, okay, we're gonna go out, we're gonna we're gonna meet some people, we're gonna flirt, we're gonna have a good time. And inevitably what ends up happening is we sit at a bar and we are just all over each other and no one comes anywhere near us. So it's uh we you know, we're just we're super close. Have
2: have you ever flipped a vanilla? Or maybe no, maybe for maybe I've for died. anyone. Yeah, okay. So you should explain. Yeah. That. yeah, so I guess my point there for anyone who's vanilla and doesn't understand that would be <laughs> go out to a go out to a normal bar, a regular bar that's not for swingers, and bring home somebody who you just met there that wasn't actually part of the lifestyle.
3: Right. Yeah. 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 We we talked to a couple on Cassidy that does that almost exclusively, yeah. and ever since we talked to them, I'm like, we have to figure out a way to wow. do it.
0: Very small town. They live in an even smaller town. So there's and we don't have you know, we don't have designated swinger clubs in our town, nor do they. And so that's their MO. That's what they do. So they'll go out to a bar and they'll turn folks. And so we're super intrigued. We've got to meet
1: these people. (laughs) I am way too shy for that. I'd love to job shadow them. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) For sure. Take some
1: notes.
0: (laughs) Fly on the wall. We gotta see how that works. But that's how they do it. You know?
2: So is is this something that you guys do? Weekly, daily, hourly, monthly—what's the? Yeah,
0: hourly. Well, if, <laughs> we we, if no. we have, <laughs> only we could. Uh, we're pretty active. I mean, we are. You know, for example, this week, um, you know, we—Brenda's already had a date this week. We've we've already met with someone this week. We have a party to go to Saturday. Uh, we have a, something else planned for the following week. We stay pretty consistent. I guess with us, it's kind of ebbs and flows. It's, you know, there'll be, you know, we'll be having, we'll have three dates one week and we'll go maybe two weeks without, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Well,
3: we're also, we're, I wouldn't say picky is the right word, but we're selective Yeah, and we live in a place where there aren't a ton of (laughs) options. So sometimes we have to get a little bit creative in meeting people, um, which does lead to I'm not going to say dry spells because that's a horrible way to look at it, but right. quieter times in our play. So it right. just really depends. Yeah.
0: I mean, this week, uh, this Saturday, we are going out of town about two hours away from where we live to another town to attend uh, a Swinger event. Uh, and that's the norm for us because the town we live in doesn't host them. It's a very conservative town. You just don't see it. So we go to the surrounding cities that are a drop larger than ours, and that's kind of where we get to meet some folks. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And oddly enough, we run into people in those towns who are from our town who also (laughs) don't like to play in our town because they don't want to be outed, you know.
2: Well, but now you guys can carpool together. Save a little bit of
0: gas. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) 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 Yeah, absolutely.
2: (laughs) Here I am trying to cheat my way out. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, yeah, so... I guess we talked a little bit about the frequency and what it looks like. So you guys mentioned you, you've played with other couples and you've also played with single guys, I guess. How did that progression look? And was there any sort of hesitation? I know a lot of people like to start as couples and they don't really like to deviate from that. And it sounds like you guys moved pretty effortlessly out of that sort of. We did.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the the single guy thing, finding a single guy who I was attracted to and who I would want to play with, is, it's, at the time, seemed easier for us than a couple. So that's kind of why that started there. Plus, Brian was super into it and loved the idea of yep. it. But, I mean, as soon as that happened, the first time after we, I was with a single guy and Brian watched, that's when it was like, Okay, we need to do this. We need to find a couple. This is definitely right for us. And then we we kind of had to start our research. And of course, you come to mm-hmm. the swinger sites, you know, Cassidy and SDC and mm-hmm. all of these other places. and um, so we just got on them and, you know, started yeah. being really friendly and and social and networking with people. and things just kind of fell into place. Yeah. And we were really lucky. Our first interaction ever with a couple was with the best couple ever, which, yeah. We've heard uh, horror stories of that first time and we yeah. were so lucky in finding a really great couple that was not only, you know, attractive and, and physically good for us, but also, you know, was just incredibly thoughtful. Like they, they walked us through the entire process. Yeah. They were, they went really slow with us. Yeah. Um, so be- I guess probably because that interaction was so awesome it once again just fueled like we need to continue this, and yeah. and you know yeah. we just haven't looked back. <laughs> no.
0: And it, it, we, it was actually one, it's a podcast. I think it's Jack and Diane is our is that podcast where we we talk about that first encounter with a couple. They're just amazing people. They're still our friends, um, and and just it, it was such a good like Brenna said such an amazing experience. We just were full steam ahead.
2: And so your first experience was with a single guy.
0: You you started yeah.
2: there. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome. Um, In fact, the first three experiences. No, just the first two. First two. Yeah. Okay. First two. Just because there was
2: three guys in the room doesn't mean it was the first (laughs) three
3: experiences.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, just like, exactly. Separate
3: experiences. Yeah,
0: yeah they were absolutely separate, um, but no, there were...
3: No orgies to kick it off.
0: No. We're not we,
3: that adventurous. We,
0: we, we, we're starting to talk about that. We actually, uh, we, we we almost did attend one, just didn't work out. Uh, but yeah, we jumped right into the single guy thing. And for me, it was, you know, the first time that, um, that like Brenna said, when, that we got to experience that, she was with a single guy, I got to to watch and listen from, a, from an adjacent room. When we... When that experience was over and she and I got together physically, that, the, the intimacy that night really lent itself to what it was that we were doing this for. Mm-hmm. It changed everything for us physically. Uh, our, our sex life is, I mean, we're like, I mean, it's crazy how much sex we have anyway. But when we are ha- once we've had an experience with either a single person or a couple, for days before and days after, we are insatiable with one another. And when we had that experience, it really just exploded. Yeah, you know? it really did. Um, and it just it just made sense for us. We knew that we had made the right decision. Do
2: you, Do you mind Brian talking a little bit about that mentality? Because I mean, is that something you discovered when you when you got with Brenna, or was that something that you had ever thought about leading up to that? Because I think that's something that that I understand because it's something that that we enjoy. But I think it's hard to explain to somebody that like you you might almost be content if that's all you guys ever did moving forward. You would probably be absolutely. like, you know, I, yeah. I have fun with this enough. You know, I enjoy yeah. the other stuff, but this would be enough. Right. And so absolutely. Can, do you mind trying to explain sort of how you discovered that? And and if you sure. yeah, if you had ever experienced anything like that leading up to this?
0: So to answer your question, no, I'd never experienced it before. What I knew that I've always wanted was a relationship that lent itself to that kind of openness and, frankly, the trust. I mean, you guys can speak to it. There is no higher level of trust than allowing your partner to be physical with someone else and then coming back together and sharing that experience. And, you know, and not only is it okay, uh, but it intensifies your relationship. After that first experience, uh, we talk about it on our podcast, that next morning, you know, we got up, of course, we had sex, we went to work. That day, all I could think about was what had happened the night before. And what was bothering me was how close I felt, how connected I felt to Brenna. And I thought, is this right? Should I be feeling this way? Mm-hmm. And while I'm preparing myself to send her a message, she actually messaged me. And the message, she sent me a message that said, I can't tell you how close I feel to you today. So it was obvious that it didn't work both ways. So instantly I, I knew I had made the right decision. And once I realized how, how much I loved her and how intimate or how hot our intimacy was, it's like you step away, right? You guys, you know, you guys are together, you're physical together. You get to experience that, but you don't really get to see it, right? right. You don't get to see yeah, you don't, you don't get to see each other really enjoying that moment because you're in that moment. And I know for me, watching Brennan and really listening to her, it's something we've just experienced uh, very recently. I was in a completely separate part of the house. All I could do was hear. And listening to her passion for an hour, it was driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such, a, it's such an electric connection. Um, and so when you have that level of trust, and that that level of attraction to someone you want to share that i do i mean i i want it's like i want someone else to experience it and i want to be able to hear it and watch it and then i want to relive it later because that's what we do
3: <laughs> for days
0: yeah, yeah for days it'll fool us for days you know it's like storing up nuts for the winter <laughs> you know? we've got plenty to work on you know so if we don't have another experience for the next five days we're good <laughs> you know so hi, bar Sat.
2: i know <laughs> So so your first time was, and you mentioned this briefly, it was you were in a separate room, but you were watching and listening. And that was your very first
0: experience. Yeah, you know, my intention was to listen and not so much to to watch. I wasn't actually in the room. I was outside of the room uh, in an adjacent room separated by, you know, the, the open door and a wall. But it was so intense, and I was so worked up over it that I slowly started moving my chair so I could see a little bit. And I kind of got to the side, to the crack of the door, and got to see a little bit. Uh, and then the more, of course, I saw and watched <laughs> and heard, it, it was just so intense. Um, but, I, you know, yeah, I was absolutely just outside the room.
3: And so, I was definitely putting on the show. <laughs> for sure
1: she was. <laughs> so, Which was probably sure, fun, right? I know it's right. been fun for me. <laughs> oh,
3: absolutely. It's a blast.
2: So how do you decide on your first experience to be outside the room? Because I, again, I think that's sort of a, a stereotype breaking event, right? Most people would say, well, if we're going to do this, I need to be in the room. In fact, I want to be on the same bed and I need to be touching you and we need, but right. you're said, Hey, let me, let me take a step back. How, how did you arrive at that?
0: Yeah. I wanted every, I wanted to feel all those senses. You know, I know what it's like to be next to her, I know what it's like to touch her. I know what it's like to see her. I don't know what it's like to feel those senses and hear them and not actually physically experience them. You know, I really wanted to, I wanted to build it up. I wanted to to really work myself up and to see if that was really what I needed. Uh, and so being in the room would have been too easy for me. You know, I'm not I don't like to do things the easy way. I got to make it hard on myself <laughs> literally. So I want to be outside the room and really experienced it. I it just enhanced it. It was so, it was such an intense feeling like to have, to just close my eyes and listen to the woman I love. It just enjoying herself sexually. And, and it was just, it was just incredible. So being the further away I got, honestly, the hotter it got.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: As we have recently just found out.
2: No, that's, that's awesome. I think, yeah, I think we can relate to that. We had an experience where I was in Europe while she was here in the U.S.
1: Well, that wasn't even anywhere close to the same (laughs) same building.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, I get it. You know, we've talked about that as well. We've gotten now to the point where I am nowhere near the room. I am only within earshot. Uh, And as Brennan alluded to, we're looking, you know, we want to find Playmate, a Playmate specifically for her right now, primarily uh, a regular Playmate. And that will turn into my not being there at all. You know, I may be at work or something and, you know, she'll have a, a play date during the day, that kind of thing. I mean, I can only imagine what that must have been like for you being that far away and, and not being able to get to her afterwards. It'll yeah. drive me crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was a few weeks yeah. till we saw each other again.
2: Yeah. That plus oh. the time changes. Right. So like I was sure. waking up and she was going to bed and we were just like, <laughs> we were just like passing each other on text message and. Yeah, that really? yeah. no, was fun. It so was did
1: fun. it
3: help with the build up though? I would imagine oh, yeah. so.
1: It helped to like fuel and I guess keep that connection and that spark while we were we were apart for three months. And so that was fun, just something fun to do and to share when we weren't together.
2: And then we got engaged. Yeah. Wow. Right, right, that's right, awesome. at, right. I think
3: we right, yeah, right, it was right after. after. Yeah.
2: You came to visit and wow. we got engaged. So that's, that's the really best cool. way to propose, really. <laughs>
0: I suppose. Yeah,
2: yeah
3: absolutely. Pro swingers,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most folks don't get that
2: at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, so what what do you guys feel like you are hoping obviously you're moving towards separate room kind of stuff or separate partners, what other types of things are on the on the horizon for you guys looking mm-hmm. forward?
3: Yeah. We've talked about a lot of different things. We have, um, entertained the idea of an orgy. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure we're going to get there because part of it for us is the emotional connection and you're not going to find that at an orgy. (laughs) Not typically. Um, it may still be on the table. We're, we're toying with it. I think the next big thing is probably going to be, we haven't done any of the, you know, major like resort travel or anything together. So like an actual trip all around the lifestyle and just immersing ourselves in it for days um, is probably going to be the next obvious Mm -hmm. one for us. But I don't, I don't think anything's completely off the table. Brian keeps mentioning me finding a play partner Obviously, finding a play partner for him is more difficult, but eventually I would like to see that happen as well, just so that we have somebody that we can, you know, that we can build some trust with and that we both, you know, feel comfortable with that person going and leaving and being with them for several hours um, on a regular basis. So I think that will probably be where we end up. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. I think so. Yeah. Again, like she said, nothing's off the table. We're wide open. We're, you yeah. know, we're open all the new experiences.
3: Do you think you'll ever
1: uh, try having, like, relationships with more than each other? Or just are you
3: thinking more like fuck buddies type relationship? We've talked about a potential relationship. There's two problems with that. One is that... as <laughs> As we've alluded to multiple times now, we we hate being away from each other. So right. the idea of, like, Brian going on a date with another woman wouldn't make me jealous. It would it would make me sad to not be with him. Right. Um, so if it was, like, a situation where we were both dating that person, potentially, yeah. which is a possibility. But I don't foresee us having, like, separate, you know, relationships. Yeah. We
0: talked a lot about the potentiality of the, the, the polyamorous type component where there would be a woman, for example, you know, Brenna is bi, bisexual, where we would be dating the same person, and that person might be part of both of our worlds. But the truth is, we would find that difficult, as she said, because we are so connected. I can't imagine spending any amount of time away from her that would take away from our relationship so i don't know that that makes a lot of sense for us i know most people probably think that sounds strange you don't want the emotional connection you guys just want to get down to it and start fucking that's exactly right that's well, exactly no right. that's
3: not exactly that's pretty, right
0: Yeah, you know, that's pretty much how this works we want to get to know you we want to like you we have to want to have a drink with you <laughs> and hang out with you before we fuck you but we don't need to uh, friends you know, with benefits is yeah, perfect for us yeah that's exactly yeah.
2: what we well, and I think mm-hmm. Brenna alluded to that when she said that maybe the orgy is not quite right because you need to have a little bit of a deeper connection, even if that's get to know somebody for, you know, a couple hours, which, by the way, those types of orgies do exist.
1: They do.
2: Not that we've ever we've been.
1: been to one. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But we're hoping, we are hoping that we are, with with everything that we're doing, you know, podcast world and, and uh, the traveling and everything, that we're going to cultivate a circle of people that we genuinely enjoy being with and like to hang out with and like to play with. And then we can start introducing some of those people into a, into a circle. It's difficult where we live, as we alluded to earlier, we're in a very conservative place. A lot of people don't want to come out of the shadows, but we want to create that circle of friends where that You know, putting a party together like that would be a a Mm no-brainer, but it's difficult at this point based on where we are geographically. Yeah,
1: and something that can take a lot of time, too, to to meet the right people. For sure. Yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah, we're impatient, as you probably have already guessed. Uh,
1: Yeah, I know. I I can relate to that as well.
0: That's
2: why they're having (laughs) sex while we talk to them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was was awkward at
2: first, but we're getting past
0: it. (laughs) Right. After a while, it just seems like just normal. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, the (laughs) sorry, are the two of you out to anybody? Like, do you talk about this with any of your friends or family members, or is it something that you've kept
3: pretty close to between you two? Well, this is still pretty new for us. We've only been podcasting for two months.
0: Seems like a lot longer, but only two. We've
3: been swinging for seven months ish. so I mean no we're not really we're not really out to anyone but we're also not af- really afraid of anyone finding out I mean our faces are all over social media yeah. we have a Cassidy page with our faces on them we know it's going to happen I think p- both personally and professionally we're both at a point in our lives where if it happens, if it happens, we don't want to live in the shadows anymore. And so eventually we will, we'll tell kind of everyone. And we haven't decided yet if that's going to be, you know, like, especially with my family, who I'm very close with, do I tell them now right. or do I let them find out on their own and come to me, uh, right. which seems kind of shitty. So at some point we're probably going to have to, to have that conversation.
0: As things progress, as, as this gets, as our, or the, the podcast and the whole, um, you know, the whole lifestyle, Interest grows. We're probably going to have to to tell people Brandon's family, particularly they're, they're they're very close and um, they live relatively close to us in another town. Um, so that's that's something we're going to have to to contend with. Professionally, both Brand and myself work for large companies in our area, pretty high profile. And that I don't know what that really would look like, but frankly, we don't care at this point professionally. More than more than anything, the family is is more important to us.
2: Right. Yeah
1: makes sense
2: so one, one thing we like to bring up if if you guys are all right with it is talking about how you protect yourselves and protect each other from a you know a, a sexual health standpoint and maybe what steps you guys take and good job that was my question that I forgot nicely done <laughs> that'll that'll be easy to add it really <laughs> really appreciate
0: that <laughs> Yeah, uh, just leave it in. It doesn't matter. Yeah,
2: yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> yeah, editing's overrated.
2: Yeah. Guess which one of us edits?
1: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to edit
3: too.
2: So yeah, so what? Yeah, I guess. What What do you guys do to help protect each other and protect yourselves?
3: Well, first of all, condoms are an absolute must when we play with others. That's in a non-negotiable kind of no matter what.
0: It really is um, our only non-negotiable, but it is non-negotiable.
3: Yeah, and, and we have very open conversations with our you know partners about you know, are they being tested and, and are they clean? And, and we obviously make sure that we are tested and we are clean and we're presenting that information to our partners. I had an encounter last night where I asked him as soon as we got into the bedroom, which was way too late. And I realized like, crap, this conversation should have happened days ago. Um, or
0: at least an hour ago,
3: (laughs) Yeah, something before we're, you know, his pants are almost down. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think it's just about that communication piece and making sure that we're putting all of the pieces in place to protect ourselves and and having it really be a non negotiable with all of our partners that yeah. that we uh, you know it's just that it, we play safe.
0: It's just too easy. It, it just it just makes sense. You want to be safe. Everybody should be. It's just it's just an easy thing to do. And and that really is for us the only non negotiable.
2: Yeah, and I guess that it's awesome to hear that you guys are having those conversations and. And and sounds like most of the time having them fairly early. Have you mm-hmm. found that that's everyone's pretty receptive to that, or have you mm-hmm. gotten pushback from people?
0: No, no pushback at all thus far. No, no. Hey. Matter of fact, we've had some folks be very open with us about it. And come to us, and, and you know, people we didn't even play with uh, at an event, at a party, and talk about it. So it seems to be relatively on the table with everyone. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. That's, I'm so glad that that is hopefully becoming more and more common. So
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. I'm curious to change the subject a little bit. Do you have sure. something else on that subject?
2: No, I'm just listening.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, you said you, I know we start, you started a podcast two months ago. And I'm curious what, why, what, what made you want to start the podcast? Just. You, like you're chronicle, like chronicling your own story for yourselves or you're trying to reach a large, larger audience or yeah.
3: Why? Yeah. So I think honestly, it started out. We didn't know that it was going to turn into anything. Not at all. We kind of sat down one day and we recounting one of our, you know, sexy encounters, and Brian was actually the one that was like, "This would make a really good podcast," and I was like, well, "We," it had never even crossed our minds before, and yet, in typical Brian, and, excuse me, Brian and Brenna fashion. Within like three weeks, we had a podcast going. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and I think there's a couple reasons for it. One is because we enjoy talking about this. It's fun for us. It's You know, we enjoy the swinging lifestyle and we want to, you know, shed some light on it. But I think the other piece of it is we hope in some ways that we will help, even if it's a very small portion of help. Um, bring some awareness to non-monogamy we are frankly tired of it being the default setting and of people assuming that that's what is quote unquote normal in a relationship and if you don't fall into that you're somehow a you know dirty pervert or something which we want um, more. Well, we're good, dirty perverts, yeah, um, but anyway, my point is we, we truly want to bring positive light to the swinging community. You know, we've done an, uh, we just recently did an interview on somebody else's podcast. That's a relationship based podcast, not a lifestyle podcast. And, um, that was great for us because it was like a chance for us to say some things and clear the air, I guess, about mm-hmm. some of the misconceptions about swinging and that has been the most rewarding part of all of this for us. And it's something that we want to continue to do in other formats besides just the podcast. Yeah. So we are working hard on a blog and um, and have some other things in place to really educate about the swinging lifestyle as well, not just talk about fucking people. Right, which we do a lot.
1: <laughs> a lot. That's
3: fun, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the fun part. Then we got to actually go and work and you got to write something, you got to a <laughs> podcast. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good point.
2: It's a tough job, but someone's got to do it. So we appreciate you guys yeah.
0: sacrificing. Uh
2: huh. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. No, listen, we're here. You know, we're take one for the team. No
2: problem.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So when when I'm coming back to the conversations you guys had early on, were there any things that either one of you were thinking about that you wanted to share that that you were scared to bring up with the other person, that even though you had been met with 99 percent or even 100 percent open arms that you were like, well, but if this might be the one thing that's that's not kosher.
0: No, not for me. I mean, the truth is, we started out. I mean, we jumped in at hip deep, and once we started talking about it, it was like I said, it was just uh, it, it, I mean, everything was just it was just flowing, free flowing. Um, I don't think there was any hesitation in either of us uh, at all to talk about anything. And, and again, there was none of it was met with judgment or disdain or even hesitation.
3: No. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really a thing for us, which I don't think is necessarily talk about the normal, the norm. Right. Right. Um, and we understand that. But, yeah, for us, it, it really wasn't uh, there were no concerns there.
0: No, you know, we, we, we've met a couple, a couple of couples that, have, that talked about it for years. Before they ever actually pulled the trigger. One
3: couple, seven years. Yeah, they had a
0: conversation, talked about swinging and and having, uh, you know, living a non-monogamous relationship and having multiple partners for seven years before they actually ever put their toes in the water. So. We're just, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately for us, we just don't do that. You know, we we want to experience something. We just talk about it and then we just do it.
3: No, but we can also understand where people would want to really take their time and make sure that they're comfortable with it. Because the flip side of that is we have played with people who were not on the same page and were not comfortable. And it's not a good experience for anyone involved.
0: Yeah. If the alternative to you taking seven years of your time and really thinking it through and really giving it a thought is to not be on the same page and try this. Um, I I have to caution anyone who would think that that's a good idea. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. We've experienced it. We've seen it. uh, It it was unpleasant and hopefully never have to see it again.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know you mentioned earlier on that you are both involved in the BDSM community as well. And I wanted to see if you could talk a little bit about that and how was that before you got into swinging or after or and kind of what
3: what your involvement there is. Sure. So um, I think we both had some level of, of BSM experience before being in a relationship with one another. But it, for me, it was mostly education. It wasn't. I wasn't in a relationship that was encompassed by that before meeting Brian. So it was more just me being the super analytical person that I am, wanting to learn everything about that world and the different types of you know play and toys and things available. But this is really the first relationship that I've been able to incorporate a certain level of intimacy along with that
0: yeah for me Um, it was just, you know, I I had some familiarity with it, some experience with it, but until Brent and I got together, being able to express myself in that way and talk to your partner about what it is that you needed. And as it turns out, what I needed is, is the reverse of what she needed. And it just, it just works. And once again, that information was made open to each other. Uh, it, it just opened the floodgates of all kinds of opportunities.
2: And so have you guys been able to explore those either through the swinging path or has it been a a slightly separate uh, route to get to get to the BDSM exploration?
3: We have mostly reserved that for just the two of us. It's actually similar to the swinging in that it enhances our intimacy with each other. So We've been a little bit guarded about those things, and and really, you know, saved them for for our personal use, so to speak. Right. Um, but we did have an interaction with a couple recently <laughs> that was also kind of BDSM adjacent, and yeah. uh, got to experience some of that with another couple too, which was really fun.
0: Yeah, they were they were definitely BDSM friendly, not to the level that necessarily we are. Brenna really enjoys impact. Um, this particular couple, uh, the the wife of the couple, we should say, was not. As in as interested in, in the impact as Brenna was but still interested in in some of the uh, of the aspects open uh, to it i think open say. for sure and we had a great time they were a super couple but the bdsm pieces i guess it's it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of we sh- we keep that to ourselves like we sh- we we keep that for for our own intimacy and we enjoy that piece of it and, and we enjoy having that kind of exclusivity with each other mm-hmm. for the most part
1: that makes sense and you mentioned, though, that in your experience, the BDSM community has not been as open to swinging and mm-hmm. maybe vice versa. Have Can you talk a little bit about your
3: experience with that? Yeah, we were actually going to weekly um, munches, which is, you know, a BDSM meetup where it gives you the opportunity to share ideas and, um, you know, educate each other and those types of things. And we went to a few and they were okay. And then we went to one where Brian, everyone kind of went around in a circle and, and said what they consider themselves to be in the BDSM world. So, you know, I'm a dom, I'm a sub, I'm a switch. And they get to Brian, and he says that he's a swinger. And all of a sudden, it was like everyone turned <laughs> to look at him with their eyes yeah. giant. And from then on out, we felt this just level of judgment, like people wouldn't look us in the eye. And right. and it was very strange to us because, you know, here are these people who are Talking about these very extreme physical things that they're into, and yet, you know, us being into that lifestyle, the swinging lifestyle, was it was almost like we were weirdos, and it it was very uncomfortable for us.
0: Yeah, but what's interesting is right after that, after I announced that to the to the room of thirty people, uh, <laughs> we were contacted the following day on the BDSM website where we have a profile, we have a separate profile on another site that basically caters to BDSM enthusiasts. And we got uh, contacted by two people in the group, individually and privately, wanting to meet up with us, which of course we completely disregarded because they they were so disingenuous they wouldn't talk to us in the meeting. And then of course we go to the following meeting, the following week, and they don't even look in our direction. So while they they have an air of you know kind of like uh ah, we don't we don't really want to want the swinger folks in our group they're very interested at some level they just don't want their other BDSM friends to know yeah
1: yeah, yeah.
2: and and i and I, you know i know it sounds kind of harsh but like good on you guys for kind of sticking to your guns like if they're not willing to stand up for what what they actually want and what they believe in and and stick by your side like i don't know i feel like you know on one hand right maybe the right thing to do would have been to send him a message and say hey that's really flattering but why didn't you guys stand up for us and why didn't you welcome us in but it yeah i don't know it's a tough one right
1: yeah
0: well we just so we just stopped going to those meetings we're no longer part of that group for that reason it's just not that we didn't enjoy parts parts of it but it it obviously isn't for us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, that's hard, right? That, that, and that sucks that you can go to a place where people are sort of living on the fringes of what's acceptable. And if you aren't part of their fringe, you're doing it wrong. And and that sucks that they can't.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry that that was your experience. It's unfortunate.
2: And, and I also want to say too, I, I, I have to imagine that that's not a, um, something that happens in every single munch across the country across the world. And that ho- hopefully there are communities out there that are more accepting and,
3: mm-hmm. and I, I have yeah, to imagine sure. they exist because. Yeah, yeah. And it comes back to us being in a conservative area for sure. sure I think yeah. if we were in a metropolitan area, it would be a very different experience. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is a small community and, and oddly enough, the, the BDSM community in our, in our community is, is rather large. Um, but, Clearly not fully accepting of uh, of us dirty swinger folks. So, <laughs> well, if you'd shower once in a while, yeah, you, I, mean, I try to prepare myself and look presentable, but they just run not <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, so I mean, you guys by all counts are annoyingly compatible. Have there been any things? <laughs> wow! Like, have, have you seen any like any changes, any benefits? Other that 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 opening this up after the first three months have brought to you or is it just we were awesome before and we're still just
3: as awesome now i think it's it's created, um, more of a need for, we had good communication before, Mm -hmm. but our communication now we talk about everything. And now, especially, you know, with having more avenues to meet people and to connect with people, it's like, we're having to really ensure that our communication is 100% on point. Um, so I think that's been a benefit. And then the obvious benefit is the sex. I mean, we, like Brian said, after we are we have an encounter with someone else. It's like crazy for days. Um, so, I would say that's a benefit, right? For sure. Also,
0: you know, the 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 openness and the, the the trustworthiness in this in this and the communicativeness in this just lends itself to our relationship being enhanced in every in every way. We're we're just closer. It just brings us closer. You know, not to mention the podcast, right? I mean, this is a it's a partnership. I certainly couldn't do it without Brenna, uh, for sure, because I don't have the technical savvy that she's got. Um, and, you know, I built the studio we're sitting in. So we went, in two months, we went from no podcast to basically renovating a, a, another bedroom in our house into a studio. We were sitting right now. So, uh, you know, without each other, I don't think this w- this just wouldn't work, you know, and, and it wouldn't be the same, you know. Yeah. And, and it definitely has brought us closer, no question.
1: Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. How about something that is has been a funny blooper or something that's been amusing that's happened to you? I mean, two people having sex is awkward enough, and when you get more than that, it can be really awkward. No, they're fucking perfect. It's not going to happen. No. We,
0: we, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've had some. Uh, you want to tell them? What? No, you go. <laughs> so I'll tell you about the, our first experience with a couple, uh, who and they're just they're great people. They're they're just so such sweet people. So of course at this particular time we are together. The four of us are in uh, in our bedroom, mine and Brenda's bedroom. So we're all on the same bed. Uh, and this is a great couple. They're also an age gap couple. So very 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 cool. Very sexy people. I am having sex with the. Uh, wife of this couple, Brenna and the husband are next to us. And we have a platform bed. So the bed sits on a platform and the platform is about eight inches off the floor. So the bed, you know, is about 10 or 12 inches off the floor. And the, the as, we're, as we're having sex, she's moving further toward the edge of the bed and her head is about to hit the platform. So while Brenna is Watching us and having sex with the husband, she reaches over, grabs a pillow and puts it under the wife's head. (laughs) And that's just common courtesy. It was right? it was really just like it It was it, it just linked itself to the, the whole scene. It was amazing that she did that. And, you know, of course, everyone's very saying, like, Oh, thank you so much. You know, meanwhile, she's next to me having sex with her husband. Uh, you know, I'm having sex with her. And we I mean, it was just a good laugh. It was great. Uh, <laughs> but it could have been a blooper because her head would have bounced off that mahogany platform pretty hard. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, then you saved her for the, for the night. That's for that's- sure.
0: Absolutely. And that really was when I knew it was okay for me to be having sex with another woman, Uh, because that was the first time Brenda had seen me have sex with another woman. And that really confirmed for me that it was okay.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to know.
1: Yeah, that's a great story. For sure.
2: And a good good reason to keep a few extra pillows around.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. We have a lot of pillows.
1: (laughs)
2: Well, I mean... We've had a, a blast talking. is there is there anything that we haven't touched on that you guys need to shout out into the universe that that we could provide a little megaphone for? No
0: really for us, it's a, just a matter of letting people know that you know those of us who are in this lifestyle are very normal people. you know we get looked at I guess by some folks as, as uh, the outcast but um, you know I think as you know, the, the people in our community are, the couples in our community are far more loving and trusting um, and committed couples than most vanilla couples I've ever met. Uh, and, and if you have the opportunity out there and to, to meet a couple who's a swinging couple, you certainly should take the opportunity to have a conversation with them and just just listen. You
3: yeah, know? just be open. That's I wish everyone would just have a little bit more openness.
0: Yeah, I think we could teach vanilla folks how to communicate a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. I agree. I you know, yeah. wish
0: me me now could have had a conversation with me uh, 20 years ago. You know, could have saved me a lot of trouble.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: <laughs> well,
2: are there any resources that you guys want to mention? Maybe podcasts that you're hosts of or otherwise <laughs> that...
3: Sure. you want to Why, plug? Yes, <laughs> there is. Um, yeah, we have a podcast, Front Porch Swingers. We typically talk about dirty naughty stories. Do. Um, and don't do a lot of the educational pieces. Um, however, we do, like I said, have a blog at frontportswingers.com. Um, and we're really going to beef that up with some really, we hope anyway, rich content on education around the lifestyle too, because both are important to us. We want to entertain people, and we want people to, you know. Think that yeah. it's sexy, our yeah. podcast, for sure. Um, but that's not the whole reason that we're doing this either. So, no. um,
0: both of those. Yeah, we'll be moving into the the educational piece at some point, but the podcast is really for for entertainment, and just kind of you know reliving our experiences and, and really having fun. We leave the education to the smart folks like you. We're not uh, we're not there yet. Uh, we're
1: not
0: we're not educational or
2: entertaining. We
1: let
3: our guests do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we disagree you guys yeah. are great uh, well, <laughs> well, thank we you. appreciate
2: it so thank you well then maybe in the spirit of ending on a note where you're complimenting us we'll <laughs> say goodnight and, <laughs> and we will keep in touch and, and look forward to seeing some of that educational material come out and um, we will also link for anyone who wants to find you guys to your twitter pages and you're on Cassidy as well and yep. you know, on your website, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll we'll put all that stuff in the show notes, and we'll make sure people can find you.
0: That's great. We appreciate thank it, guys. You. Thank you so much for the time. We really enjoyed it. Oh uh, no, yeah, absolutely. Thank you.
2: You guys have a wonderful night, and we will talk soon.
0: All thank right. you. You too.
2: I feel like we should have recorded that on the front porch of somebody's house, or even a porch at all. It didn't have to be the front.
1: Yeah, that would have been fun to do. But I no. think
2: you're just agreeing with me to be kind. <laughs>
1: Not. You know, trying to be creative. I get it. I get it. Anyway.
2: Thank you to Brian and Brenna for coming on, sharing their story, and for having us on their show. Again, keep an eye out or your ears, whatever you, you choose. For uh, in a couple weeks. That'll be coming out. We'll let you know. Uh, one last thing, as we've mentioned last week, our newest of the new resources. Again, this one is a... A totally free, doesn't do anything for us other than helps you get better condoms, so if by any chance we ever have sex with you, you're wearing the right size condom.
1: (laughs) Wow. Good plug there.
2: Right. Well, I'm just saying we aren't financially tied to this. No. We just love the love the idea and love the resource. Go, Emma. Tell them what it is.
1: So this is a company called, or the brand is My One Condoms, and they have six, over 60 sizes of condoms. And you go online and you can download a little kit, measure yourself, and order a specific she
2: size. She means penis. She, you can measure your penis.
1: I thought that was implied. Anyway, <laughs> if you want 10% off, go and use the link on our website and use. Nope, I'm wrong. If you want 10% off, go and use the offer code EMMA at
2: checkout.
1: At checkout.
2: Yep. And the links to these will be in the show notes as always. So go do that. Go have an awesome week. We will see you in one week. Bye, everyone. Oh, wait, who's coming up next week?
1: Oh. Kevin Patterson. Kevin
2: Patterson, author, blogger, and uh, speaker.
1: All around awesome person.
2: All around badass. So he's going to come on, drop some knowledge bombs, and we will see you in a week with Kevin. Let's do it.
1: Bye, everyone, again.